0: Greetings world, Um, in this piece I want to talk about being the only, you know there's something quite, when you're young it's so cool being the only one, I'm like I'm the only black girl at work, I'm the only 28 year old, I'm the only light skinned, I'm the only whatever these superficial things we bring up to try and inflate our sense of specialness. So yeah, it happens, I've been there that, got the t-shirt and then burned it. And I'm now here to share with you from that experience. Um, Being the only can be caustic as well as costly. Let me tell you what I mean. Without critical mass, your identity is marked, right? Your otherness is in plain view um, for others to see. Your abnormality is then emphasized at all times. I remember I worked in an environment where uh, the leader just, that leader had decided that what I wear would be a point of fascination for them, but also a tool to use to other me. So it would be in an elevator after having delivered some big campaign for something important. Then she would say, What is marketing wearing today? Like, really? On the few occasions we find ourselves stuck in an elevator together, two smart women, you know, master's, PhD scholar, CEO of big corporate, and that's what you want to talk about, my style over my substance, and just leave me alone. But I know that she may have been struggling to find a point of contact because I truly was the only (laughs) crazy in the zoo, you know? Uh, And so, yeah, she clearly was struggling with just trying to figure out how do I connect with this person. So I have survived places, right, without critical mass, where I was just the only crazy. Um, Advertising accommodated my madness. But it didn't really soften my exceptionalism, I was still different. Uh, My few forays into workplaces outside of advertising were bruising, you know. Being the only one in the zoo can be so crushing because in the end you start questioning your own gift, you know, and you wonder whether you should become a lot more ordinary, and the flip side of that is becoming a lot less extraordinary. And it's a dangerous place to be. If fated, right, or pushed, um, eventually your transition in these terrains um, can be, yeah, can be bruising. It really can be bruising, can be lonely, can be painful. Because every minute you're aware that you're the only one there. You know, you stick out like a sore thumb. Therefore, to transform workspaces, I think critical mass is key. There should be more of you in that environment. So, the challenge then is when you are led into a room where you're the only, don't shut the door behind you. Leave it open for the next person to come in. If they don't find their own way there, then be the one to volunteer. You know, uh, when a job opportunity crosses your desk, It may not suit you, but instead of you just saying, no, I'm not interested, think of somebody else you can recommend. Because when we are faced with and presented with those opportunities, the only way we can make the circle bigger is by speaking up others who are like us. And if we speak them into those opportunities, then you will invite more voices, more faces, more hearts, more humans, and therefore more diversity. Because what you don't want to do on an ongoing basis is just get up, catch your breath, walk into an environment, work or engagement, and then exhale at the end of the day. That stuff is kind of stifling. And it truly is just not healthy to hold your breath. You know this. So, an absence of critical mass then affects one's possibilities. It may affect your ability to influence conversation, or even direct focus in the place where you are. It affects your ability to have cheerleaders, those folks who carry your voice into those special places. I think they're called corporate sponsors now. It affects your 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 ability um, to just alter. The landscape. To effect change requires intentionality. So rather than just celebrate this, I am the only, and the first, perhaps ask yourself the question, why would you be intimidated by the prospect of bringing more like you? You know? Because more like you presents actually the greatest and the fastest path to change, to this diversity that we're all talking about. So for change to last anywhere, conversations about who is different must be had, but then they must stop. If you can count the different on one hand, then you're nowhere near transformed, you know? um, Pursue instead, I guess, a qualitative transformation across the complete ecosystem. If you're a leader and you're listening to this, ask yourself, where are those opportunities for change? If you are working corporate and you have a, a senior role, ask yourself, how might you make that circle bigger? Because the change will show in the output, not just in compliant input. So. not so hard being the only I think it feeds the ego because we can brag about it at dinner tables but if we truly want to play a role in driving change then we have to keep the doors open behind us so more of us can come in and when you've climbed the ladder and gotten to the top don't kick it off the wall leave it there so another one can find their way up. Until next time.